You're now listening to the Grow Together podcast, the official podcast of the Grow Together community, a place where no one gets left behind on their self-discovery and personal growth journey. And now, here's your host, Luke Burrows. Awesome. So guys, welcome back to Redefine Your Twenties. Today we are joined by Justin and uh, really looking forward to having Justin on the show today, guys. Um, I've been following him on Twitter actually for a little while. I usually connect with people online through actually Instagram, so it's good to connect with someone (laughs) from a different platform, you know. Um, But yeah, really awesome to have Justin on. Justin, um, how about you go ahead and kind of introduce a little bit more into who is Justin ultimately, obviously podcast host yourself, founder of JRP Creative, I believe. And that's, yes. but um, yeah, I'll hand it over to you if you kind of share a <laughs> bit more about that and, and who you are, who is Justin, and then we're really, really dive into the content. Yeah, I absolutely will. And I, I, I like that you brought up that you normally connect with people through Instagram more often than Twitter, because right before we got on here too, you mentioned that you like my Twitter content, which is just funny to me because I'm so I'm so much more just like Twitter on Twitter, which makes sense. But I I, I just kind of say things like pop in my head. But um yeah, so my name is Justin Phillips. You know my initials are JRP, which is where the JRP comes from. It wasn't ironically the most creative title for uh, JRP Daily or JRP Creative or anything like that that I did. But um, I'm a college student. I'm about to turn 22. And I, two years ago, two and two and a half years ago, something, no, a year and a half to two years ago, I started my first podcast called JRP Daily. And mostly what I deal with in JRP Creative and in everything I do is podcasting. And I started the podcast called JRP Daily. And the goal of JRP Daily was to be a daily podcast. It was more of like a challenge to me. Um, I came across, you know, another kind of internet challenge that bled into another one that was like, hey, start creating more content. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. And then there, then it was like, create content every day. And I was like, I'm going to do a podcast every day for an entire year. So from October 29th, 2018 to October 29th, 2019, I recorded, edited, uploaded, tagged, descripted, titled, the, the whole nine yards of a podcast just every day for 365 days straight. And um, that, was, that was insane. And it, it wasn't that insane, but it was definitely... It was definitely a commitment and so on and so forth. And then from that, I just started kind of meeting other podcasters. I started meeting other micro influencers, so to speak, on social media that just kind of started having me help them with their podcast, which eventually turned into professional relationships and me getting paid to run podcasts like this. So I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. And, you know, it's now worked its way up to the point where like, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination at all. You know, I still, I still drive a clunker and I still eat ramen noodles and party pizza steadily, but it's, you know, it's up to the point where like, I'm living on my own. I, I got to quit my job because I can, I can get by on what I'm doing just with podcasting and other various little jobs Mm -hmm. that I enjoy. And I'm still in college. I've got a year of college left if we ever go back after the pandemic. So that's that's kind of the debriefing of who Justin is. Awesome, man. And um, so obviously, uh, you, as you say, you kind of got into that through like the challenge of creating more content and that. Where was you kind of in life, I suppose, like beforehand? Like what was like your life path? I think like that's a challenge a lot of young people face is in terms of like, well, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Like, yeah. you know, and so that's definitely a challenge that I face, like questioning who I am, like my purpose, like, you know, not mm-hmm. actually wanting to work a nine to five, but that kind of getting pushed on 
like us, yeah. like, you know, as young people. And so I'm interested in, in, in that ultimately. Yeah. So if you really, if you really want to take it back, it was for me, it was through high school and I promise I'll tie a lesson into this long-winded story I'm about to get into. For me through high school, uh, I wanted to be a music teacher. That's what I wanted to do. I was, I've always been musically inclined. That's just kind of where my, my God given talent is, so to speak, is in music. And um, I found that throughout high school, I wanted to be a music teacher. Long story short, I went to college for music education and a month into it, I just had this total episode, this total mental breakdown, whatever you want to call it, like at school. And I just, I just left, like I packed up, I, I packed up and left one month into college and I took the rest of that year off, got my first job for minimum wage, uh, just bagging groceries. And um, kind of throughout the rest of that school year, I just had to, I just had to get my feet back under me and I had to be like, what now, you know, as every 18 year old college dropout does, I was just thinking like, what on earth am I going to do for my life now? And, but the, the lesson that's in it too, is like, I used to hate when people would come up to me when I still wanted to be a music teacher, I'd get a lot of like, there are going to be no jobs by the time you get through college for music, or, you know, you don't really know what you want to do for the rest of your life at 18 or th just even the idea that things could change. Uh, most people when they're 18 think they've got it figured out and they hear people that are older than them saying things like this. And they're like, no, nah, I've got it figured out. You don't have it figured out. Like that's, that's the bottom line. You start, you start to realize as you get older that people that are 40, 50, 60 years old still don't have it figured out. Right, yeah. you, you know, it, like I'll talk to my dad about it. You know, he's in his mid fifties now. He's like, I still don't want, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up because that's just kind of the game of life is that you start to find out that adults are just bigger versions of kids. There's nothing, there's nothing magical that really happens somewhere along the line. But yeah, I went through all that. And then where the content comes into it is that I was, I was just, I was working at a grocery store for a year and I've, I, I just had this, I don't want to say love for numbers or anything like that, but like, I was just interested in the business and I wanted to make money truthfully. And so I went back to college the following year for accounting. Um, now I'm majoring in financial planning. And so that kind of thing always struck to me. So it got to a point where I wasn't working in college. I was only working over the breaks. So while I was in college, I wanted to have more money to go do stupid stuff. And I don't mean stupid stuff like the partying and that type of thing mm. that college kids do. I don't do anything like that. I'm super boring. Never drank in my life anything. But um same I, but yeah, yeah. And it's so rare to find people that are 22 years old and have never had alcohol and my best friends are actually the far and few between people that I've found that are like that. But I, I, I mean, just like, you know, wanting to go out to red Robin for dinner or something like I, I wanted money. And so I was like, well, how can I make money from my dorm room? And I started looking into all like, like the online surveys and the receipts and that type of mumbo jumbo that can make you like three cents a month or something. And, um, and I don't know, it just led into me going down kind of this rabbit hole of, affiliate marketing and funnel building and everything else that we've all looked into in the drop shipping and that and the other. But that was where I fell into people were doing podcasts. And then I started listening to the MFCEO project. I actually started on Instagram uh, trying to do like those infographics and that type of thing. And that, that was going kind of all right, but I just didn't like doing it. And I wasn't seeing any real return. I was just seeing my follower count go up and up and up. But then once I got to like... 
3,500 to 4,000 followers, I kind of just looked back inward at myself. I was like, even if I get to, you know, 1.2 million followers, I, I've got nothing to show for it, you know, whatsoever. I was like, I need to get focused back in and do something that's going to make me money or is actually going to make a difference or help someone in some sort of way and not just hashtag the crap out of my Instagram posts until more people follow me for no reason when they're all trying to sell me Bitcoin or Forex programs anyway. And so I, I, I didn't get off of Instagram, but I turned my Instagram back into just my Instagram page like anybody has. Where I just post pictures of myself doing things and I just stopped caring about my follower count. But I got in. I got into the MFCEO project through Instagram because people were talking about it on Instagram all the time. I'd see these posts that are like, "These are the top five podcasts that entrepreneurs should listen to," and the MFCEO project would never be on the list. But then I'd go to the comment section, and almost every comment would say, "Why is the MFCEO project not on this list?" So that was the one I decided to listen to instead of the ones that were actually on the list. And um, it was great. It was awesome. I was like, and then I got super into podcasts, and then. I went through that program that was like, hey, daily, daily long form content was the idea. So it was blogging, live streaming, like we're doing right now, or podcasting every day. I went with podcasting because my interest was kind of in blogging. I just didn't know WordPress like well enough or any mm. blogging platform well enough, really. And it wasn't just an I, I felt like I felt like podcasting was a more efficient way to blog if I just say the words instead of sitting around and typing them out. So I just started doing it, man. And I figured out how to do it for free. And then I just played with it one thing to the next. Um, what I ended up doing once I got into making videos too, because the reason I didn't do live streaming was because at the time I didn't want to be on camera. And eventually I got over that pretty well. But at the time I didn't want to be on camera. But then I slowly kind of got into doing videos because I had a friend that wanted to be a part of the podcast. And he was like, hey, we should have a video element to it. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot you know, like gotta, gotta push the comfort zone as people always say. And, um, dude, I mean, it was just one thing led to the next. It was, I got premiere pro, you know, I coughed up the $30 for the first month of premiere pro. And actually within the time that I had, you know, within that first month, I had actually found someone on Instagram that was looking for someone to edit their Instagram videos and just put titles and captions and little progress bar and do very Gary V esque Instagram videos. And so I started doing that for him for like $10 a video, $15 a video something like that. And my premier pro subscription was paying for itself at that point with work on my end, of course. But that was kind of when the gears started turning in my head of like, I, I need to put money into this thing and then use that thing to make more. And then it just kind of pays for itself. And that's when I really started realizing like, oh, maybe there's a business to be had here. And then that eventually led into JRP Creative, which is mostly just me doing podcast editing, post-production, writing, whatever is involved in a podcast. Anything you can think of is what I do for people now. So there it is. All laid awesome, out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so kind of two things I do want to touch upon. Um, the first is if we go back to when uh, you mentioned about you know being a young person, not liking clubbing and kind of all, all, all of that sort of stuff, just because, you know, I can so, you know, relate to you so much. And for me, that was like really challenging because I was I like grew up with people who were into those sorts of things, you know. And so when I was around those people and I wasn't doing that, like, you know, just kind of like, well, am I normal type of thing? And just like kind of these thoughts and that I'm just kind of curious um if you 
experience like that or if your social group was also similar to you and so you know you just kind of because like that's your environment um you didn't necessarily face that challenge so yeah so are we referring to the challenge of like my actual in-person friends yeah, like how yes. that kind of was yeah, affected yeah, yeah. by all this dude it was bad like mm. it was it was really bad actually and that that's a good question to ask because that's where this can get deep and interesting um as far as like i I, w I was I was not a social butterfly growing up through high school, anything like that. I had like two or three friends at the most at any given point in time. A lot of them, when it came to the like the podcasting, like I'm doing a podcast every day, they weren't. Nobody was supportive of it. Just no one. Like maybe my parents, I'll give them a little bit of credit for being supportive of it, but the rest of it was just very indifferent. You know, it was just kind of like an inconvenience to them. I'd have. I'd be in my dorm room. I was I was living in a dorm room when I started this podcast. And, you know, my friends would be knocking on the door, be like, hey, we're going to Target. You want to come with us? And I'd be like, no, I don't need anything from Target. And I've got things to do. And they'd be like, no, you don't. And I'd be like, you're right, but I still don't have to go to Target. So <laughs> I like, and so I'd be in my room trying to do this podcast every day. So I was like, I committed myself to this. I'm going to do this. And, um, but yeah, so to them, it was like, I didn't lose those friends over it. They just, like I said, it was an inconvenience to them at times when they wanted to just go out and hit town and not do anything and just avoid their homework. And I wouldn't go be their excuse to not do their homework. They didn't like it. Um, I mean, the biggest one for me, though, is is like was I, I was in a relationship at the time that all, I'm not going to say fell apart because of the podcast, but it definitely fell apart because I had these ideas of like, what I could be doing, or I really like enjoying this thing. And it was the same stubborn dedication that I had to JRP daily when I was doing it of like, I need to sit down, like I need to sit down for at least an hour a day to make this thing happen. You know, I need to record for 20 to 30 minutes and uh, my, my editing was super quick. I left it pretty raw and then uploaded it, but I was like, I need to do this. So my girlfriend at the time, it was like, I don't want to FaceTime you. I have to do this thing. And, and now I'm just making myself sound like a, real jerk but it was like but but my it was just dream. like but it was like i i can't be putting all of my free time attention in you because i actually want to do things with my life and you're talking about this show we're on right now redefine your 20s like that is the time to do this kind of thing you know i realized i was at that point in my life i was i, I don't even know if i was 20 yet actually i was 19 or 20 years old when all of this was kind of hitting the fan and but i was just like i'm trying to build something over here you know and I'm well aware of the fact that it might not work. I'm well aware of the fact that it probably won't work, but there's one way to guarantee that it won't work. And that's by not doing it. So I was like, I'm going to do this, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't just like completely ignoring anybody. I didn't like throw anyone out the window for it. It was, again, it just came back to that inconvenience when people realized I actually prioritized this sort of thing. They didn't take to that well. And so, yeah, I lost ultimately one pretty important person in my life at the time but it is what it is life goes on and um i'm happy with where i am now not like waking up every day dreading going back to the cash register in the morning because i don't have to at this point so yeah and I, like another point that i can relate to in terms of like that hitting that nine to five and everything so how, how was that quite bad for you as well like that, that job and that yeah, it wasn't it wasn't 
terrible enough for me to like sit around acting like it was the worst thing in the world and like mm-hmm. I would have died if I hadn't gotten out of it. Um, I was I was a cashier at a small town grocery store for a good while. And then after that, I went and got a job at Walmart. And that's not as bad of a job as people make it out to be. I mean, it paid way better than what I was used to before that. And you got to work full time. So like for people that need to make money, I mean, get a job. I'm I really try hard to not become one of these like anti nine to five people or Mm -hmm. anti college people or be like super polarizing just for the sake of being becoming more popular on the internet with a bunch of dweebs that you're just telling them what they want to hear. And so like, I mean, I'm still in college. Nine to five is still on the table for me. I'm not going to say it's off the table um, that with JRP creative, I mean, that idea has bounced back and forth a lot. Like, do I really want to do this? Do I want to do a different business or do I just want to go get a job that's going to pay the bills? And because like I said, I'm not making a lot of money by any means. I'm just, trying to stay out of Walmart <laughs> and living very frugally in order to do so. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the way it is for me. So to answer your question though, it wasn't, it wasn't like a life or death type of thing for me, right. which was the point the entire time because I was 20 or 21. Like I was real young. I still am real young. Now I'm 20. Well, I'm 21. I'll be 22 next week. But it, like, the point was, I don't want to get to 27, 28, 29 years old and then be in that life or death situation, you know, where I'm pretty much ready to kill myself because of my job, not to go that drastic on it, but, or, you know, and, or, or be 27, 28, 29 years old just to recognize, you know, I've got a failed marriage, I've got kids depending on me, whatever the case may be, and then start thinking like, oh, maybe I should try to actually sit in the driver's seat of my own life. You know, I just kind of came to that realization at 20 instead of 28. Hey guys, Libros here. And I just quickly wanted to intervene to let you know about the entire Grow Together podcast collection. That includes this podcast right here, Redefine Your Twenties. The Grow Together podcast collection, guys, is designed to help you move towards to accomplishing the ultimate goal, a better version of you. If you want to check out the entire podcast collection, then go ahead and click the link in the show notes below this episode. And now guys, I will return you back to where you left off. Enjoy. Yeah. I mean, again, another point I think, you know, that I can relate to, um, which is, which is part of like this podcast, you know, to bring that more awareness to people at this young age to, like you said before, to build something, you know, um, and so where do you, I mean, you kind of touched on it a bit there, you know, to use this age to build something, but but kind of let's kind of take the conversation there, talk more about that. Where do you kind of stand on that ultimately? Because, you know, I, I believe in the, believe in that, like use this age to build something. And um, I think a lot of young people don't for a number of different reasons. So I'm kind of interested ultimately on like your thoughts and everything on that. Yeah. My thoughts on that are ultimately to just not lie to yourself essentially, because I think it's ridiculous if you're a person, especially in your early twenties or even worse, actually like late in life in like your Mm sixties that think that there is a way of the road that think it's high school, college, job, retirement, die or, or, On the flip side, though, I think it's just as ridiculous if you're so anti-rat race or whatever you want to call it, that you think that the goal is like, screw college, like it's totally worthless, you need to start a business, you need to... 
shut up. You know, the, like people that don't start their own businesses, they do it for a reason. You've got to be real with yourself about what that reason is. Like I have friends that are super lazy and they're self-aware enough to know that they're super lazy. So if you're a super lazy person and you just don't want to start a business because you don't want to put in the work that it takes, that's fine. Just tell yourself that. Just be like, listen, I'm taking this path in life because I want to, because I'm perfectly willing to live on fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 a year salary that I can get with my college degree. And because I can play Call of Duty for five hours a day still, if I do that, that's cool. Just say it that way. You know, don't say, don't be the guy that's saying like, I took the safe road because 99% of businesses fail, or I never tried this because I knew it wouldn't work out. And then also don't be the guy that's like, I never went to college because I know that there is a better way of doing this. Just, just, just say it like it is. I mean, that's ultimately my thought process on that is do, do you <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's like that, like that self-awareness then, like you said, yeah. with like your your mates, like they have that self-awareness to know that actually, you know, I am quite lazy, you know, where I think a lot of people um, kind of haven't developed that self-awareness and then like mm -hmm. wonder like why they are where they are type of thing. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And also looking in at kind of like I was explaining earlier with my Instagram journey is like, don't lose track of what your goals actually are. Even if your goals are money, people are like, and eh, don't chase money, chase money. It's fun. It, it, it's fun. Don't, don't only go for money might be a good thing. But like, if, if, if the goal is money, you know, if you want to be living financially free, then try to line up your steps in your life to go towards financial freedom. In other words, mm. as opposed to just saying like, I don't know, just again, just lying to yourself and being like this and the other, because I know people that I met while I was doing Instagram and trying to network on Instagram like that, that had these pages that were, you know, 50,000, 80,000, 120,000, 237, like these massive Instagram pages in the finance niche or in business niche, a little bit more broad or whatever it might be that, you know, fast forward two or three years to where we are now are just working in banks. You know, they graduated college, mm -hmm. went and got a banking job and they're much much better off because I'm just theorizing here, but I assume that they kind of came to the re same realization as I did is like, okay, I have 122,000 followers on this Instagram page. Maybe I can make, you know, 50 to 500 bucks by selling some sort of ebook or something, but it, it just comes with a lot of work to, you know, social content creation is so much more work than people that don't do it realize. <laughs> And it, it's like making Instagram pictures, trying to post two or three times a day, doing that kind of thing is ridiculous to the point that you're probably better off at that point getting a nine to five for, you know, a six figure salary. Pff, I would take that any day over going back to the Instagram thing because you're more clear cut. You know what you're doing. You're going into work. You're coming back. A nine to five job isn't a bad thing. Is, is another reason I try to not be anti nine to five is because I've worked jobs that are like 1 PM to 10 PM and you have to work weekends and you never get two days off in a row type of thing. So when you're working in that, you realize that a nine to five schedule at the very least is actually super nice. It's super nice having the weekends off and it's super nice, like being able to watch the baseball game tonight because you're not going to be at work at seven o'clock or whatever it is. You know, the world is built around the nine to five schedule. 
So, or at least this country is, I don't, I don't know about the rest of the world because I'm not cultured, but um, it's, it's, it's just, that's the way that it works. Yeah, sure. But I, you know, I think it then comes back into like, like, like that self-awareness kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. And I hate being the guy that just goes throwing around self-awareness like everybody else yeah. on the internet does yeah. right now, but yeah. it does come down to that, you know, like kind of know your own personality, know what you want to do. Stop trying to please everybody else which is another big mistake I've made in the past, which might've been a blessing in disguise because it kind of led to where I am now. But it's just like, you know, like me with the podcast, for an example, with Jerry P. Daly, when I first started it, nobody wanted me to do that. People either didn't care about the idea at all or thought it was a bad idea and tried to get me to stop doing it. And guess what? Neither one of them affected my decision to go ahead and do it anyway. And none of them could change the fact that I, like I now work, with other people that have more successful podcasts than I've ever had that I'm just producing it for them and they're paying me to do it. And these are guys that have been like, I've worked with multiple, you know, former army Rangers that were like mm. way up in the army Rangers that just kind of mentor me because I made the connections, you know, and I'm not paying for their coaching programs where I'd like, I just work. I found all these amazing people to work with and collab with that have given me some of the best advice I've ever had because I started this podcast and I asked them to be on it. And I, I had Andy Frisella on my first podcast for God's right. sake, which was like the ultimate goal <laughs> for me at the time. Cause like I said, his podcast is the reason I started in the mm -hmm. first place. So it's just all this crazy stuff will happen to you. And there's kind of an extent to the, that the law of attraction kind of works its way in there too and stuff. Cause I also noticed that about my podcast. And when I started kind of, you know, I read think and grow rich and all that type of stuff. And once I started getting into this kind of right mindset, the next thing I knew, like I was winning backstage passes to see my favorite band like a month later. And I was like, this isn't directly tied to my podcast necessarily, but it's like, as things started to fall apart, like I lost that relationship and my friends didn't like me as much. And people started kind of giving me weird looks and they're like, you know, cause I kind of became like, Oh, that kid's trying to become famous on YouTube or whatever, like that kind of thing. As much as that happens, there's like an equal amazing thing that happens that just kind of balances it all out. And you, at a certain point, you just kind of have to trust that you're going on the right path. And I believe that everyone knows somewhere inside of them if they're really making a mistake or not. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, and I would go along with that. I think, you know, that's something that I've um, kind of realized myself, you know, to, if people actually really just take that time to look within um, I think mm -hmm. I think they're fine that um before we wrap up man um I'm just kind of interested in like your own your own growth right so your own personal growth on this journey you've you've been on obviously you mentioned about the video so that's obviously a, a good um like a great kind of example of kind of of that of that growth that you've experienced but yeah, I'm just kind of interested in, in like your your own growth and then you know if we dive into some final thoughts yeah so as far as my own growth goes and my own like still I mean, it's super important to mention that that, that didn't stop like yeah, yeah, yeah. self-development, self-improvement, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's not a phase. It, like it's yeah. something you do and you're tied into for the rest of your life. And, um, and it's, it's easy to do. That shouldn't sound scary. If that sounds scary to you, then you are not into the right type of self-help or self-development. You are not on the right corner of Twitter in other words. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. and, um, Very true. but, but yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still reading 
you know, as much as I can, there's more books out there than there will be days for the rest of my life. So it's like, you're never going to run out of stuff to read, still listen to podcasts. And I still learn so much from people in person. And that's something else that came as kind of a byproduct of me starting a podcast was like I said, I was not a social butterfly. I was much more shy. I hated small talk, the whole thing, a combination <laughs> A combination of podcasting and working as a cashier got me over that real quickly. I learned how to talk to people. Um, I learned how to become the guy that, you know, when I'm just passing kind of a stranger on the sidewalk, when I walk around town every day of my life, you know, I don't like look down at my phone or look the other way or do, do like that awkward thing. I'm like, hey, how are you? Which is like the hardest thing in the world for some people to do. And then you get talking to people and you learn things. Surprisingly enough, you know, it's like, you can learn things from everybody learning that you can learn anything from anyone and actually taking everybody's opinion into uh, consideration. And the the end note that I'll end on with personal growth too, that people need to realize too, because a lot of people will go and they'll say like, you know, read self-help books and listen to podcasts and do all that. And all that's great. And you should do that. It's just as much about cutting out the stupid stuff in your life too. So, you know, over the past like year of my life, I've made it a super point of mine <coughs> to um, cut out politics, cut out the news. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have cable at my own house at all. I don't watch the news. I'll like go to visit my parents or visit my friends. And they'll be like, oh, like, can you believe this big thing that's going on in the world? It's like the only thing anyone's talking about. I have no idea what they're talking about. And I love it. I love it so much that I have no idea what is happening on the planet because it has nothing to do with me. It does not affect me unless I let it affect me. So if you can just get rid of the news, get rid of gossip and start having productive conversations with people and stop just talking about all the crap that we know is going on in the world right now, but start thinking like, Hey, how am I going to improve my business? Or, Hey, how can I get a promotion at my job? Or, Hey, here's this really deep philosophical thought that us nerds can talk about together. Like, that's just going to get you so much farther and it's just going to make you feel better about everything. Honestly, you don't, you don't need an escape. Most people use sports or they mm. use video games or whatever as kind of an escape from reality, reality. You don't need an escape. If you just make all the time your escape, right? If you just don't deal with all the crap to begin with, then you don't need an escape and then you can focus yeah. on building. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, I like you mentioned that because, um, I honestly, like, I think I have like the same type of mindset. Like I don't watch news or anything, um, yeah. you know? And so, and like, I kind of like with, if it's with family or just like old friends and that, and kind of when I kind of share this, I don't, and I'm, and like in my mind, I'm like, also like, it's nothing to do with me. Like it, it doesn't affect me. And, and that I think like they're thinking I'm being like a bit leading with my ego or something, you know? And it's not even that, like, I don't know if you've, if you've read the book mm -hmm. by Mark Manson, um, oh, I forgot what it's called. No, I haven't read any of his, but I'm very familiar uh, with his style. Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I think the, yeah. the book called. And so, in the book, he talks about like you can't care about everything, you mm -hmm. know. And so, I think in a way, like that's what people kind of, if they like watch the news or kind of do all these types of things, is it then they end up caring about everything you know like and caring about what's happening in australia or like, like, <laughs> yeah. the, like the other side of the of the world you know and it's like obviously you know if 
people are dying or something like i, ha- I have empathy towards that but like yeah. at the end of the day it's still like nothing to do with me yeah yeah you know um and so i'm i'm, I'm ultimately i like i'm pleased like i can relate to you on yeah. on kind of that point um but i you know i'm kind of working through that myself and like okay how do i yeah. maybe communicate this better or something you know yeah it's about focus too right like i'm not saying to just like ignore current events and ignore what's going on around you like be aware of what's going on in the world around you like if you're the person that still doesn't know that covid is a thing then th- that's not good but it's like it's it's to me it's just a matter of okay i see this news story what can i do about it nothing okay, well then it's out of my mind. Like that second, it doesn't take up any more of my mental calories after that. You know, same thing when I talk to people and they're just going on and on and on and on about the election over here or whatever the case may be. I'm just like, what are you going to do to change it? And they just kind of look at me like dumbfounded because I don't want to just gossip about it. I'm just looking back at them like, what are you going to do about it? And they're like, well, nothing. There's nothing I can do about it. Well, I was like, good. Go do something that you have control over then. Like just just go do something to improve your own life. If we would all just focus on improving our own life, we wouldn't have to worry about all this gossip that's going on in everybody else's life. So it comes down to focus. And another thing um, going off the Mark Manson philosophy that you're bringing up there is that that was kind of actually a big learning point in my life too, was I think I watched a podcast where they interviewed Les Brown once and he brought up this really good analogy of um and what i'm going to be talking about here is that like when you're around other people energy is kind of contagious and you either have to be you either you have to match the other person's energy or they have to match yours you know one way or another so i've kind of learned to get to this point where if i just stand firm in the fact that i'm confident in what i'm doing and that I'm happy with what I'm doing and that I know I'm doing what I'm doing for a reason. And I just kind of hold that composure in a room. Everybody else eventually adjusts to it. It might take like a smirk or an eye roll or something for them to get there. But if I go in, what Les Brown said, the analogy I was getting at is that he said, if two men go on a walk, you know, they have to walk at the same pace. So either like if you're a faster walker than your friend, either he's got to bring it up to your pace or you've got to bring it down to his. And so metaphorically, you always want to be kind of the faster guy and you want to be pulling everybody up to your level instead of stooping everybody down to there. So I've kind of learned that when it comes to the stuff in the news, you know, when I do get in a conversation where people are trying to gossip or they're trying to talk about the news or whatever, I just tell them I don't pay attention to it. I explain to them why. And I just, I just stand firm in that belief because then they try to shake you a little bit. They try to kind of keep going. They're like, Oh, you didn't see this story. Oh, you didn't see this story. I'm just like, Nope. And then (laughs) eventually they start to realize like, Oh, like you're confident in this. Like you're actually happy not knowing these things. Maybe I can do that too. And then people don't get as mad as long as you don't get mad with them. Yeah. That makes sense, man. Awesome, man. Um, Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, Great way to to end. Um, Where can people find you online if they want to learn more about what you do, your podcast, Mm -hmm. where can they find that and and all of that stuff? Yeah. So I'm at underscore Justin RP on Twitter, Instagram, and anything else that I actually want people to be able to find me on. So if you can't find me at that handle, then you're not invited to there anyway. But, um, and it's on YouTube, on YouTube, the chant, my name, the, bleh, the name of my channel is just Justin RP on YouTube. Um, my podcast is operation JRP. 
So, and my other podcast that I mentioned multiple times throughout this is JRP Daily. If you want to go back, I don't do that one anymore. That was 365 days and out. And then I started a new one. But um, if you want to listen to like episode one of JRP Daily and sound and hear how like depressed I sound and just awful at podcasting I sounded versus where I am now, you are more than welcome to do that. All those episodes are still on Spotify, Apple, everything that everything that's not SoundCloud. <laughs> Okay, that's, that's the way I do it. I feel you. Um, awesome. So, guys, I will link that all in the description, um, show notes, etc. Below. Justin, thank you so much for joining me once no again. And guys, I will be back next week with another guest. So, um, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week, guys. Hey guys, Lou Rose here, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Redefine Your Twenties. I hope you liked today's show, and if you did, please go ahead and leave a review or a comment below this episode. Check back every week for a brand new episode of the show where we will be interviewing young people in their 20s who have redefined their 20s by diving into personal growth and following unconventional paths. Check out Grow Together for the entire podcast collection that will help you to accomplish the ultimate goal, a better you. Have an awesome day.